What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to Housewives Happy Hour. I'm joined by Cade. Hello, Cade. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I mean, I know it's kind of spontaneous, but um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm always happy to have a guest, but I'm especially happy to have a new friend on the the podcast. Yes, exactly. I Yes, I love podcasting. I haven't done it in a few years. So when you asked, I was like, of course, I love any opportunity to have any type of conversation, especially when it's Bravo related. Wait, so... Fill me in. Like, what was the podcast like before? What, like, was it, it wasn't Bravo related, I'm assuming. No. So, and it's actually really funny. So, I have always loved pop culture, entertainment news, the whole thing. And so, when I graduated from college, my, um, one of my best friends and I started this podcast really just for fun. I was working a corporate job at the time. And so, it was kind of like my, like, hobby and like side hustle. It was a great thing to do outside of work, you know, that weird time when you graduated college and you're like, what am I doing? And you're like sitting at a desk every day. So um, we had a podcast called Saturation and it was pop culture related. And it's really funny because if you were to go back and listen to it, we did it from 2018 to 2020. We kind of stopped in the middle of the pandemic just because there was a lot going on and it felt like weird to get on every week and like talk about celebrities whenever there was so much happening. Um, Totally. But if you were to go back and listen, my co-host and friend, Grace Lamb, so often would be like, I really need you to start watching Bravo. And I used to be very against it. And so um, I, like a lot of people, I think, developed a love for Bravo during the pandemic. Um, and so now I'm like, I need to go back and listen sometime because I know there were times where she would bring stories in that were Bravo related. And I'm sure I chimed in, but I had no context and no idea at all what the Bravo sphere was about. So um, I've, I've been in the pop culture game but more newer to Bravo really since the pandemic. That's kind of fun though. I, I feel like I always wanted to start a podcast and I never knew what to do it on. And actually I, mine was born during COVID. So yeah. it was kind of born out of boredom and now has become, you know, um, I don't know. I think it's just fun to do. I've been doing it now for three years and it's always yeah. fun to have a podcast and bring people on and talk, of course, housewives and right. but other things too. Yes. I just love any type of conversation element. And people always say like, Kate could talk to a wall. I really could. So I always loved the podcasting and we always kind of want want to get back in it, but you know, life moves on and life has happened so quickly. So, you know, we never started it again, but it's so funny because you can really build such a cool community of people. And I still have people to this day be like, when is saturation coming back? And I'm like, we moved on to current episode, but like, okay. Like, you know, so I, like I said, I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, your Instagram is, I mean, it's like my favorite thing. I mean, I'm oh, always really? looking to see what you post and everything. So I'm so yeah. glad that I got to connect with you. Um, and you know, we're talking about Jersey today, but of course I'm sure I'll have you on in the future and we'll talk about other things as well. Please. Anytime, anytime. Um, what's your favorite franchise by the way? Oh my gosh, this question kind of haunts me. Do you feel this way sometimes? I don't know. Yes. I I feel like it definitely changes depending on what's on, but also just like what's happening and what kind of I'm in the mood for. It's really interesting. And I've I've had this conversation with a few people before, but you kind of have this 
this um this interesting dynamic of bravo viewers a lot who have been watching like from day one like they can say like i was watching from episode one season one but then you have a lot of people who came to love bravo in kind of the binge era so i watch all the shows currently but there's several franchises that i haven't seen episode one season one um so i feel like i don't always include those i haven't seen oc or atlanta from the beginning again i'm watching them current day but i haven't seen the early days those are very long franchises. So I'm going to do it. I just have to find the time. Um, I think for me, my number one is probably always going to be Beverly Hills or Miami. I really love Miami. I've been like a Miami stan since before. It was like, I know people say that, like, but since before. It was good like, back then. No, it was. And this last season was obviously incredible. But when they did the whole reboot of it, I was like very much on board. I binged it so quick. And I was like, it's incredible. Like, I love anything like that that's, like, new and fresh. So the fact that they were bringing it back on the streaming service, like, I was obsessed with that concept. And so um, Miami and Beverly Hills are probably going to always be kind of in the top two. What about you? Well, it's funny because I feel like mine used to be Jersey. and mm-hmm. um, But then it, it kind of fluctuates between Beverly Hills and I don't know. I mean, I have an appreciation for all of them. I like them all for different reasons. Right. Um, but I, w- I would have said, you know, like if you would have asked me six months ago, I would have said Jersey, but I feel like mm-hmm. lately there's something about Jersey that's lacking, even though it has, you know, yes. I mean, this cast has been so good for so long and it's mm-hmm. proven to be a good cast, but yes. I don't know. There's something about it. And I don't think I'm, I'm sure you can agree with me that this last yeah. season was missing a little bit. Oh my gosh. I feel like, and I, you know, it's kind of funny because I think a lot of times in like a housewife show, um, there can quickly be a casting issue where we're like, we need new people, you know, we need a revamp. I feel like there's a lot of really great people. Like they have a really good group, but the overall dynamic and just the divide, that's kind of like a different casting issue to me. Um, And so I fully agree. I also think, and I know you can relate to this, my viewing experience is definitely different now that I have my account versus when I was just watching for fun, because you see all the comments, you see what everyone's saying. And I feel like my account in particular, cause it's, I try to stick to more like a recap situation versus like, I don't really put my opinion out a ton, et cetera. So I do feel like I get a nice influx of people's opinions. And I feel like I kind of have a neutral ground most of the time. And so it teaches me a lot about the audience and what they're thinking and who they're liking and, you know, who's popular and who's not. And I just feel like I have a really good pulse on the audience through like my engagement and whatnot. And so the number one show that is like, I feel the hardest to like make content from is Jersey because there's something so personal about it with the familial element and people are very opinionated. And for some reason it gets very nasty, very quick. I yeah, I definitely agree with you. I felt like Beverly Hills got a little nasty this yes. last year too. But um what I was gonna say was the divide, I mean, to your point, like the divide in the cast worked for a while and something about it this year just didn't work. And I think that the root of that was Melissa and Teresa. Oh, for um, sure. And um and yes, I totally agree with you. It's so hard to have your own opinion when you run a page because you right. want to connect with every aspect of your followers. And just the fandom itself. Yes. Um, but I will say that Jersey is one of those shows for me where it's so hard to not give my opinion because yeah. I, um, I'm i an OG 
um, I'll just say I'm an OG respecter because I respect pretty much every single OG that ever was to walk on Housewives. Yes. I respect them. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm a Vicky Stan. I'm a Bethany yes. Stan. I'm a, you know, like I, I love my OGs. For However, sure. um, in this situation with Teresa, I just don't see any scenario, especially during this reunion where she looked good. There was, there was nothing about it for me that, that proved her point in any way. Um, and it's hard because I had feelings about Melissa and I would, you know, often say, I feel yeah. like Melissa doesn't have a, a storyline without Teresa. Right and now. I just feel so different about it. So I kind of want to know your opinion, but I know you said that you like to not pick sides, but I want to pick your brain about it. Well, I feel like this is all, it, I, I like a good conversation. I think it's important to a lot of people in my comment section. There's a difference between like having a conversation about it and like fighting about it. Right. So I am never going to be one that's going to be like fighting with somebody about my opinion, but I do think like conversations like this are really fun. Um, so it's really tricky because I'm in the same boat as you. I don't really care who you are. If you were there from the beginning and you have something to do with the foundation of your franchise being an OG, I'm always going to give you respect. I think that's really important. It takes a lot to get a show up and going and these are ensemble casts. So if you were there in the beginning and you were contributing to the ensemble, I am going to give you respect all the day long. Um, I also think like at this point with Jersey in particular, I think it's very, for me, I'm like very easily, I can like, I'm trying to think how I want to say this, but like Teresa to me is such an icon in like the sphere of housewives and is, um, totally, you I know, agree. in, in the pop culture zeitgeist, like she really has a place there specifically so I think you can look at her and respect her and say, oh my gosh, like think, you know, there was that thing that went kind of viral on her, on her podcast where she was like, I gave birth on the show. I got married on the show at the prison on the show. That is factual. Like nobody's taking that away. Like that is insane. The amount that she's given us. Um, and so I'll always respect her and love her for that. I just think present day, I, I think the audience is having a really, really hard time because there's not a lot of growth. There's not a lot of forward moving. We're still talking about the same thing. The fight is very circular. Like we're just going around and around and around about the same things. And there's not a lot of accountability. And so I really love to see my housewives. Like I love the moments of growth and I love to be able to see them grow. And I just feel like we're at a place with her where there hasn't been a lot of growth. And now not only is it affecting like her family relationship and et cetera, but it's kind of in turn affecting the foundation of the show that she put so much into, you know? So it's like very, it's like a weird situation, but I totally agree with you. Like there's something to be said about the OG of it all and nothing but respect for her for all that she's put in. Yeah. I, I, um, it's hard because there is a lot of people and there's um, and I'm sure you see this a lot too on your page, but whenever we don't like a housewife now, it's like fire them, you know? And right. um, I don't necessarily agree with that mentality and I'm, I'm right. sure casting directors don't, right. but I know that they take it in, into consideration when they are casting the shows just because social media is its own housewife in a way. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, cause there's a lot of people that keep saying, you know, fire Melissa, fire Teresa. Yeah. And um, I don't know, for me, I almost feel like you either bring both of them back or you don't bring or you don't bring either of them back. Right. Because um, it to me, it's just a different show if one person's off. Right. Um, it would just be a whole different show. 
No, I agree. And I think it's interesting too, because like they've been in it so long. And one thing for me, just on like the topic of like firing housewives, et cetera, it's very interesting to see when kind of the fandom jumps on the bandwagon for one person or the other. Um, but you're seeing this, I don't know, I think it's just like kind of a phase that we're in right now with Housewives, but I'm seeing it a lot from like cast members and we saw it with the reunion, like all reunion, Teresa was like, you're not coming back, like all this stuff, like this very much entitlement about like it's her show and as if she has some something to do with the casting and I never like to see that from a housewife. I know with Atlanta recently, there's been some commotion online and people have been saying like, Cassie's have been saying like she doesn't deserve her spot etc i i'm like stick to your job your job is not casting and so i thought it was very interesting that Teresa was so like gunning for her gunning for melissa in that way at the reunion like all like so like she's gonna sit down and determine what the casting is for the next season it's very interesting well yeah and it's like they both did things that were wrong i mean right. in my opinion when i was watching it back yes there was there was both there was so many behavior, you know, there was, there was just a lot going on, but I was going to say, I mean, you know, cause you look at Melissa and she's talking about her nieces on her podcast, mm-hmm. um, regard, I mean, regardless of what she thinks about right. you know, how it was said or what was said, yeah. she was talking about them on her podcast. Um, but then, you know, Teresa says stupid shit on the show too. So it's like, right. um, it's like they both do bad things, but, um, it's so hard to align with one side. I will say that, um, I, I just, I don't, you know, the reunion, there was no redemption in there for me. Like, you know, right. how we were saying that, um, you know, we want to see growth in the housewife. Like there was no growth to me. No. And so that's why I think it's a little static after the reunion. I normally, I know exactly, or I, yeah. I can make like a really strong prediction of who's going to come back next year. I have no idea which direction they're going to go in. No, I mean, I agree. I will say like, just like from the start of the season to the end, they're definitely just in terms of like engagement and numbers and things from my account, like there was definitely like a sway of people really kind of coming over to Melissa's side, which I thought was very interesting. And I'm not one to be like, pick a side, pick a side, pick a side. But I did think it was very interesting to see like she, to me, got more and more love as the season progressed. And I think the consensus that I've seen recently you know since the reunion is over a lot of people are like really 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 having an issue with louie that really seems to be like where people because at the end of the day for me the issue is really between joe gorga and Teresa, and their siblings their blood they're the same in a lot of ways so it's gonna be very you know <laughs> they're gonna butt heads <laughs> and their, you know, their their makeup is the same. So it makes sense, like, why the fight is so cyclical. But I, my favorite part of the third part of the reunion was when Frank Catania was backstage with the guys in his little area. And he was saying, like, you know, how has it gotten to this level? Like, it's always been really dramatic. It's always been, you know, more emotional because there's family. But, like, we are going really deep with, I mean, private investigators, people calling and threatening people's children at work, people contacting, you know, mothers who are in print. Like there was just a lot of really, it just felt like a layer of darkness. And his point was like, what's the only difference here these days? Louis, like when he came in the picture, we suddenly got just a little bit darker. And I have noticed that just as a viewer, like I feel like there is a little bit of, not a little, a lot of bit of a darkness to it. And so 
I'm interested to see because I think if it weren't for him, more people would be willing to continue to kind of follow Teresa. Yeah, I agree. And I also, I, I mean, like, let's talk about this, this darkness. Cause I feel like with Louis, um, I don't really have a reason to like, not like him. I mean, I right. know that there's like lots of speculation out there, alleged news about his past right. and how he's treated his, I mean, but it's like, do we really know all that for a fact? Like, can we make those judgments about him without really knowing him? So I'm only judging him based off of what I see on the show because I yeah. honestly cannot keep up with his past. I don't understand it. Um, and I'm almost kind of turning a blind eye to it. You know, mm -hmm. sorry, but yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, I, I think for me, um, you know, I think he handled himself really well at the reunion. I think he did a great job of speaking the, um, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a lot of people that are like freaked out by his like threats at the reunion. Uh -huh. And to me, I didn't really see them as threats. I just, when he's saying like your day is coming, I mean, I feel like that's something like, you right. know, um, I don't know. I feel like that's, yeah, I was going to make a, like, <laughs> I was going to make a really bad comment. I'm not going to make it, but um, <laughs> I feel like um, that's kind of like a, you know, a nice way of saying like a fuck you, you know? Okay. Interesting. Um, I didn't, I think it, I think they were like bottomless threats. I didn't think that they were anything, um, you know, I mean, saying your day is coming just means like karma's going to get you or I don't know. I mean, right. I didn't think about it as like a deep threat. And I guess yeah. everyone was really pissed about, you know, the way he talked and the way he was threatening. Yeah. I, um, I was kind of a little bit in the boat of just like, I was a little like, I don't know if scared is the right word, but like. It was like, <laughs> yes. And I, you know, I'm kind of like you, like, I feel like it, it was all fine. Like whatever, like karma's going to get you like that type of level. But to, there was something, my big moment where I was like, I, this is too much for me is whenever he looked at Margaret and was like, cause the thing was, is he wasn't like necessarily like saying it like out loud. Like it was like a whisper, but it wasn't like, it was, I don't know, just the way that he said it. And when he looked at her and was like, be careful. I, was so like okay okay this is too much like like she's a like woman she's it, yes the tone she's a woman she's a cast member on the show like i get they're all cast members on the show but like she's accusing you of calling and threatening her, her son at work you're saying it didn't happen but then you're kind of whispering be careful like it was there was a lot of like it was hard to tell and also to your point that you made a little bit ago it's hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. And that's the issue that I kind of have with Jersey right now is I'm like, there's been a lot like thrown out here by all sides. And I'm just like, I don't know what to believe. And so I'm kind of to the point where I'm don't really care. Like I'm not going to believe one or the other, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. Right. Right. And everyone on TikTok and Instagram is talking about the envelopes and what cast members had at the reunion. And I will say that, Honestly, what I've noticed from re reunions past is that if if something wasn't shown, like if something was cut out like that, it obviously wasn't that important to be brought right. up. However, um, in this situation, um, I feel like what else was there to really say? I mean, mm -hmm. so because what from what I understood was that for, in Margaret's case, um, you know, Louis had called her son at work and threat like did he pick up like i i don't know what the situation right. was i was confused on that because um, him calling him doesn't really seem like that bad of a thing but then she said there was a police report i was confused by that i don't know if you heard um anything more than what we saw i mean 
I am a lover of two teas in a pod with Tamara and Teddy. Me and too, religiously. They're always giving really good behind the scenes context. And they were kind of talking about that moment. And I'm sure you listened, but I found that very fascinating where they were saying like years ago, like the database somehow got leaked of all these housewife numbers. And so it was, it wasn't uncommon for you to get these like spoof type calls, but they were saying what was different. And I've sensed that Tamara and Marge have a good relationship. So I felt like she got some of her information from Marge. Um, You could tell she was super biased about it, by the way. (laughs) Right, right. And right. And she's had her own beef with Teresa. So like, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting where she was saying like, he got this call on a landline at work and it was picked up the caller ID of Louie's number. So it wasn't like Margaret's son's number was in this database that was leaked, you know? So that was interesting to me. But again, I'm like you, they didn't show, obviously a lot more of it was filmed and discussed and they showed So they have to feel like there wasn't a ton of validity with it if they weren't putting, you know, putting it in. So I don't know. It's, it's very tricky. And I do think like whatever's going on, like police report, report lawyers involved. I I mean, I think obviously they have some casting decisions to make, but if you've got like lawyers and the police involved, like that's also, I feel another reason why they're kind of having to take this break and why they haven't gone into filming again. So I'm very interested just to see like how they're going to like handle this whole thing. Cause it just seems very crazy. And like, it's gone like past the point of being on a television show, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of different elements that were just kind of that, that made me kind of feel like there was something deeper going on. Mm -hmm. Um, while we're on the topic of two T's in a pod though, can I just say, um, so, cause I was just talking with, um, uh, Blake from Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Uh-huh. And we were saying because he hates, or I, I don't want to say hate, but like he really does not like Teddy. Right. Um, and he has his beef with Tamara too, but he listens to their podcast. And I was saying that for me, I actually like Teddy more on this podcast than I did on the show. Yeah. Um, more so, I mean, she annoys me sometimes, like right. every housewife will. Right, 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 but, right. Um, her takes are just so like, she's so brutally honest about what she thinks. And recently um, when she, when they were doing the Jersey one, I think it must've been the same episode we're talking about, but um, she had said something about, or I think they were talking about the Dolores situation with Frankie jr. Yeah. And, um, and Tamra was like, you know, Oh, Louie totally did something. And then Teddy was just like, no, he did not. Nothing happened. <laughs> like the way that they fight is so yeah. funny because they could have two different opinions and they just go so hard at each other. Tamara and Teddy no. is who I mean. It's, it is so good. And so I listened a little <laughs> bit to Teddy's pod podcast before Tamara got on because there were like some housewife type things or like she would have one, an old castmate or whatever. Um, I, this is just a little thing about me. Like, and it's, I don't know if it's like a toxic trader, if it's a good thing. I think it's like a little bit of both. But, like, if there's somebody that's, like, very much hated in the world, in the house, size, universe, whatever, like, I have a soft spot for them, like, just because I hate, like, I don't know, I, I, that's not, like, that, and that's my personality, like, all the way. But so I've never, like, understood, like, all this hate that Teddy gets. But I do think, like you said, anybody can be annoying. Um, the way that they have done this podcast, though, and, like, them two teaming up together so random but works so well and like I think it's just a very good example and for Tamara who's now back on OC like the springboard of like that podcast slash ultimate girls trip for her like I really think like that was a 
that I mean it that I could do a whole episode discussing just that element of like housewives and their podcasts, but I think that they're doing a very good job. And like you said, their opinions are so good. And Teddy specifically is so unfiltered. And she's not afraid to get in there and like DM somebody and ask them the question or, you know, and I, I love that about her. And I think it's been a good way for her to kind of, you know, I, I know a lot of people that didn't love her on the show that, that love the, love the podcast and like her on it. So I'm happy for her in that regard. Yeah. I just feel so strongly about their podcast because I, I find it fascinating that one, I mean, it like Teddy literally went from being like, I think one of the most hated housewives to the most successful podcaster in the housewives universe. Right. right. And, um, and it's like so effortless for them. Like it's, it's literally, they don't have to put any effort into it. It's so, right. um, and yeah, I, I think it's just her unfiltredness and, um, yeah. So it's funny because I find myself agreeing with her a lot on a lot of different things. Yeah. And then when I don't agree with her, then I'll agree with Tamara. So I think they balance each other out. Right. It's no, um, it's, it's so good. Yeah. So they've had some great takes on Jersey as well. Um, mm-hmm. What else was I going to ask you? Oh, well, I wanted to ask you about that, what you thought about that situation with um, Dolores. Um, Cause I don't know if you watched the Peacock thing, but I felt a different type of way when I watched that specific scene on Peacock. Oh. Cause I felt like Dolores got really pissed and we didn't really did see not, that on the show. I did not watch that on Peacock. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So I'll just break it down for you really quick. So okay. it was that moment. And then, you know, they moved on and Polly was like Dolores, you know, and then, yeah. um, but I, I thought it was interesting because they, there was like this pause in the scene and then Dolores like looked straight at Melissa and Joe and was like, Joe Gorga, Melissa Gorga. I want nothing to do with this story. I'm done talking about this. And she was like, she was like very adamant. And then Melissa was like, she doesn't want to bring it up. She doesn't want to talk about it. And I was like, so does this mean it's true? Because I don't know. I felt like Frankie said on Instagram that he just right. got a new job. Right. And so I felt that maybe Frank was just trying to stir something up for the show, to be honest, because I think he just maybe wanted a little bit of the piece of the pie. Maybe. I mean, well, okay. First of all, I have a hilarious like story outside of Housewives about Frankie Jr., he is so nice. And there was a situation at, with my work and I like had to do this crazy thing and literally had to like meet him in the middle of New Jersey oh. to like help him make sure he could get to the MTV VMAs. Um, Cause I kind of had an award show job there for a while and like nobody saw his, um, nobody really recognized him come through the system. And I knew who he was because of this. And I was, I knew that his mom was coming to the show. And so I was like, he obviously wants to come with her, but like, he had to meet like the requirements and like COVID regulations and things to get in. And um, if nobody had like, if I hadn't have seen his name and like reached out to him directly and been like, we need to get you tested. He probably wouldn't have gotten to go with her, but I had to like meet him on the side of the road in like middle of New Jersey to like with a nurse. It was a whole crazy, really funny story, but he is so nice. Um, and so is Dolores. And so is Frank. They're all, you know, I, I love them all. My interactions with them have always been really good. I, she's very protective, very, very protective. We know that. And so I felt like it, that's where it was coming from, from a place of like, he didn't sign up to be on this show, which question mark, I don't really know how that works with the kids. Like if they, you know, I don't know, but I felt like it was one of those things where she was like, he's not here to speak for himself. This is his personal life. Like, I just felt like she was being really protective, but that's really interesting that she like looked at him directly in the Peacock version and was like really, really shutting it down. Well, right. And you know, like, it it seemed it, 
I don't know, to me, like the way she said it and the way she looked right at them and was just like, I do not want this discussed. I was just like, wow. Like, it's almost like, I don't know, the type of reaction that she had just made me kind of think. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I mean, it could have just been whatever. But like, you know, Dolores has these moments where you right. know, she's often the voice of reason on the show. And um, but when she has moments like that, I just got to wonder if there was something deeper there or. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, well. Uh, and and like you said, it does kind of take a lot to set her off. Like she's not gonna really like show much unless like she's really moved by whatever's happening. So that's a very true point. I hadn't really thought of it like that. That she that's so interesting. Also, side note, I mean everybody already knows this, but Frankie Jr. is so hot. It's like it's like unholy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that that element is crazy but like i said like he is also just so kind like i i just i don't have enough nice things to say about him like he's my interaction with him was amazing and i think he's just like really sweet which it makes it better right mm-hmm, totally um so separate topic um yes the whatever had happened with John Fuda and Louis. Oh, yes. um, where do you think we go from here? Because I feel like, um, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird thing how he was just like, you had me investigated. And then Louis just said, I didn't have, I mean, who do we believe? Like, this is, I don't know. Who do we, this believe? is something that I, that I wrote down. Cause I wanted to touch on this. John Fuda came out of the woodworks. I mean, not even talking from my personal point but just like online like there was after the reunion the third part came out there was this online just like I felt very very big love for him and I saw it in my comment section and just with the content and I kind of thought it was crazy not because you know I don't like him or whatever like I happen to really like him but I just thought it was very interesting how much people were really like becoming a John Fuda stan after the third part of the reunion. Like, I think it's just funny. Um, and I was telling my friend Grace this, because we voice note, even though we don't do the podcast anymore, we voice note all the time about Bravo. And there's something about John Fuda that to me is giving, like, like core Jersey, like, mafia. Like, I, for some reason, if if he came on that, which he did, he came on that stage and he said... He knows for a fact that Louie had him investigated and had his ex-wife contacted in prison. He kept saying that I know for a fact. There's something about it that I believe. I I feel like he's really nice, but I feel like he's, I just feel like he's like just that, like, I feel like if he, if he, if somebody, if he found out that that happened, then it happened. Like that's, that's just how I felt about the situation. Like, I don't know. Like, I just was like, wow, like I really, really believe him. And I, interesting like I know like when Teresa had her like huff out and she was at backstage and Louie and Andy were back there and they were conversating on the stage and Jennifer Aiden was like he told me he didn't have anybody investigated da, 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 da. and John Fuda you know said something like I wouldn't bring this up in this way you know this is my kid you know whatever and I saw somebody was commenting like but he brought it on the show like he brought that story they brought that storyline on the show about his ex-wife in prison and them adopting the son but I took it in that moment of him being like, I wouldn't bring it up right now in this way. Like I wouldn't go to all these links. I wouldn't have this folder. Like I wouldn't be bringing it up right now at the reunion and saying that he had them investigated if I didn't know for a fact, you know what I mean? Like, 
And I believe that. Right. Like, I didn't think that he would bring up his son at the reunion and say Louie had us investigated and had her called if there wasn't some validity, at least at least for him. Like he obviously feels very strongly. And at the end when he's like, Louie comes over and was like, trying, you know, like I felt like he was being very plain and simple. Like, listen, if you want to be my friend, you're going to have to own up to doing this because I, I know that you did it. Which I just think his stance in it was so confident. And that's what made me feel like, how am I not going to believe this? Like that element was crazy to me. Right. And I mean, I did see that there were a lot of Teresa, I'm sure there were Teresa fans that were saying, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I just don't understand why it would even be brought up. And a lot of people were saying that it was, you know, for storyline and stuff like right. that. But um, I just don't see why someone would make that up. I mean, it just right. seems so random and abstract. Right. And, you know, one thing about the food is I really liked them. And I saw some people were like, oh, this storyline is, you know, during the season saying this storyline was fake or whatever. You know what people will say. But I actually was really moved by it. And I felt like super emotional about it, weirdly. Like I thought it was just like a beautiful story. And so that's also like they put a nice bow on it at the end of the season. So that was another thing. Like why would they like continue? Why would they bring this on and now add this layer of negativity to this really beautiful story of them being her being able to adopt, you know, him. I just, I didn't understand it. And so that to me was like, I really felt like he knows what he's talking about. Totally. Yeah. Um, so for the new season, mm-hmm. um, what's a, like, what, uh, what do you see for casting? Like what, what do you think is going to happen or what's your prediction? What would you like to happen? I honestly, I have no idea. I, this is a prediction of mine. I did say this the other night to my friend um, after the reunion watch. I don't think we're getting Jersey again until 2025. I, I, I really think that I know they say they're going to start filming in the fall. I don't know if it's going to happen, which then means they wouldn't start filming till 2024. I just don't know. Like, I feel like I, I, I just feel like it's going to, I feel like we're going to be waiting a minute for it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I wow. think like their thing is they think like, we'll give it some time, like time heals all wounds type things, which I think it's true. But I mean, I know it's true just in my like personal life, like time is good for any situation, but I really don't know. It seems like they're really done. And so as far as Teresa and Melissa, I really don't have a take. Like I honestly, I, I, I can see so many sides of the coin um one thing that i do feel is like i don't really need anybody new unless one of them was to leave like i could see them bringing trying to bring back in somebody from the past maybe or you know but like as far as like the current cast like i really do like who we're working with i wanted to ask you who your favorite newbie was because i was interested i thought like jen fessler rachel danielle all brought something really interesting to the show all really great casting i love jen fessler I would love to see her full time. I want to know more about her life. Even the snippets that we got were so fascinating. So I'm like, I'm like bought in. I want to know what's going on. I want to know, you know, I I love following her on Instagram. I know she has children. Like I want to see that part of her life. Um, So I would love her to be full time. Um, But I just don't know. Like I literally, I don't know. But I want to know your thoughts and I want to know who your favorite newbies are. I would say bring everyone back. I would, Mm -hmm. I would give it one more year of the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. If that's what they want to do with Melissa and Teresa, of course, if, if that's what um, I, I 
I need them to film more, but I need them to also film more like individually and not in these group settings. Cause right. the group settings with all of them is Hell. just, it's turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like, to, I'd like to see everybody back. I do have a feeling that we are going to be on a hiatus, which kind of saddens me. Um, so Same. newbies, um, I would have to say my favorite out of the three was definitely Jen Fessler. I think she brought a whole different energy to Jersey that was lacking that yeah. I sadly um, can't say um, that anybody has brought in the last few years. Right. Um, I don't know if I was to pick between Rachel and Danielle, I think I would just pick Danielle only because to me, she feels a little bit more like she fits in with the group of, of Jersey. Like quintessential um, Jersey. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean to say that I don't think Rachel fits. Um, yeah. I just, I don't, I think if I was to look at both of them and to see who was going to last longer, I would say Danielle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I still think that Rachel has potential. I just yeah. think that Danielle was a, just brought it a little bit more. Um, right. They did have some stupid petty things that were going Damn. on throughout the season, but I, I think Danielle fits in really well. Yeah. Um, I will say this too about kind of the like Teresa or Melissa, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I feel very strongly that, okay, let's say you get rid of Melissa and Jeff. Like, okay, do what you got to do. That's not going to change Teresa's inability to like move forward with people. So like, if it's not Melissa, it's going to be with Margaret or, it's, you know, so like that whole situation of like not being able to move on, like that's not going to change just because Melissa and Joe aren't there. I feel um, I was, I, my thing that I would really like to see, like you said, like, I would like, if, if they're going to keep it the same, like, I need to see more of this, like, smaller interactions, because I was thinking, just as I was preparing for this, like, I completely forgot that earlier in the season, um, Jennifer Aiden and Melissa had lunch together, like, so random, um, <laughs> yeah. like, and you also saw Melissa making a real effort with Danielle in the beginning. And so I feel like there's definitely like switching up some of those dynamics is important. And I would like to see that because the divide to me is really, that's, that's an, just another layer of tiredness that I feel like I can't keep having the same old, you know, I need some Alliance to switch up, etc. Well, and also to your point, um, I just feel like these housewife shows don't last when you take OGs out of the equation. So like, even if there's, even if Teresa is like a nutcase or, you know, Mm -hmm. she didn't have any redeeming moments throughout this season. I I just feel like with, with Teresa, if you're to take her off the show, there's going to be an aspect of Jersey that's missing. Um, And same with Melissa, because I kind of, I kind of count her as an OG in a way, just because, you know, we've known her for so long. So these shows just don't last if you take, you know, like the OGs off. It just doesn't work. And so you need at least one to stay on, um, in my opinion. For sure. And, um, and yeah, it would be interesting to see more. Um, I don't know because like, okay. Also, for example, say Teresa leaves and it's just Melissa. I don't think Melissa, um, is really right. strong in these group scenes when she's bringing up drama. Um, I agree. You know, we do like housewives that stir the pot and I don't feel right. like Melissa stirs the pot at all. No, so, exactly. There's certain yeah. things with Melissa where I feel like even if Teresa wasn't on the show, she wouldn't succeed in that way. Yeah. But. No, I mean, I completely agree. And I think, you know, that's the thing about the, it's an ensemble cast. Everybody like has a role. And, you know, you look at the numbers and the ratings from this past and they're like amazing. So I can't see them wanting to do something completely different. 
But I, like I said, I do feel like they're going to be really trying to take a break. I'm, I wonder if it's going to come down to a thing where Teresa's like, I'm not filming with her, which I don't ever agree with that. Cause I'm like, again, that's not really your job. You're not production. Like, and it but, won't work. right. I'm, you're seeing that Vanderpump rules right now. Like they're trying to get it up and going and it, all these people but have been have like, you well, noticed that some of the cast members of Vanderpump rules are having sympathy for Raquel. They're turning. <laughs> they're turning. I know. I know. So I feel like that's what they're hoping is going to happen in Jersey. It's a similar situation. And they're, they're trying to put some time in between and see what they can work out. I just don't know. I mean, but, th- but that's been the question on my mind the whole season. Like, where do we go from here? Which that's like been so premature, but like from the, you know, from episode one of this past season, I was like, what are they going to do next season? Like, I'm just, yep. that's, that's how I'm thinking. And so I've been thinking about it for a long time and I, I just don't have a clear answer. I'm like, I, I really, cause, cause all the points are, are true. Right. Well, we'll just have to revisit it when the time comes. Um, we will have to revisit it. I know we're running out of time. Um, but I was just going to ask you one final thing. Um, yes. so are you going to BravoCon? And if so, are we going to hang out? Okay. Did you go last year? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, of course, if I go, we're, we're going to hang out. I'm always looking for Bravo for Bravo friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm not annoyed that they switch cities or whatever, but I, a childhood friend of mine is getting married on Monday in Mexico. BravoCon is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She's getting married on Monday in Mexico. So you I have bought my flight. What'd you say? You could make it. I know. <laughs> I, I have bought my flights to... From where I live to Vegas to Mexico, but I've bought all the flights. I just am going to have to see like when the ticketing situation happens, like how much and if it's going to be worth it. But we absolutely must hang out. I love BravoCon. I loved it last mm-hmm. year. My account was pretty new last year, so I I didn't like I didn't like network as much. I guess if that's like the term that you want to use. But um, I would love to hang out at BravoCon. I'm excited, and I think it's going to be a really a really fun time in Vegas. Like incredible it's so much fun i don't want to hear anybody complain about vegas because it has right. not happened yet so we all need to go and experience it um Facts. my first time in new york it was my very first time in new york and um you know i had feelings about it i had thoughts about it everyone yeah. knows they listen to my recap on BravoCon. um but it's that's not to say that i'm not going to go again and right. vegas is in my backyard so i'm totally going to go but um so many people are complaining about the location and I'm like, oh my gosh, let's just go and have fun. <laughs> Vegas right, is fun. Right. For me, I guess it was the date. Like I was expecting yeah. it to be more uh, in October versus November, but obviously that's just how it worked out. So I, yes, I'm hoping to go waiting and going to figure it out, but we absolutely must hang at BravoCon because it's going to be such a blast. I just, I loved it. I, it was so fun last year. It's amazing. It was Disneyland for housewives. Literally. So. Um, well thank you so much Cade for taking the time out of your day and coming on um like I said it was you know a pleasure having you and um I hope we get to do it again soon yes thank you so much for having me and I'm so excited to have a new Bravo friend yes same always love Bravo friends (laughs) thank you of course um so I'll talk to you soon okay bye okay bye
Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. 